Hey, Hoagie's Garage. We we actually have three of them here tonight, Tope. I know you're gonna keep me out late again. Oh uh, yeah, but well, Brant's wasn't very long when we did his. No, which, it was just an update one. So yep, I'll be okay. Absolutely. And uh, this next one's Bob Klosterbor. Um, should be a good one. Uh, I've I've known Bob for a long time. You know, not like super great friends, but I mean, we meet each other on the street. We're gonna stop, say hi, and visit. Nice guy, super nice guy. So be interesting to see how his racing started. I, you know, I never knew any of that, how he started or any of that. You know, I don't, I never knew any of that about him. So it'd be kind of fun to learn. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I gotta give another shout out to Sharp Training. Um, it's not with an A. S H R P Training. So Sharp. Sharp Training. <laughs> <laughs> um. He, uh, you know, they're actually my nephews, um, Colin Snyder, Jaden Snyder. One is a physical therapist. Um, I should say he's going to be a physical therapist. He's at the University of Iowa right now. Um, played football at Northwestern, uh, was national champions there, um, and now is at the University of Iowa for physical therapist. Brand, uh, Colin Snyder also played football at Northwestern. He is currently at the University of uh, Texas Arlington, I believe, and he is the strength coach for the women's basketball team. And they have come up with this sharp training program. And it's, uh, you know, well, just let me let me uh, read what it is. That'd probably be better than you trying to remember. It is. <laughs> uh, an online group and custom-made programs that are catered to your needs and goals. Programs are delivered through the Team Builder app with detailed exercises, demonstrations, and instructions. Coach messaging and support and a free nutrition. <laughs> That's what I need. A free <laughs> nutrition and lifestyle PDF guide. You can follow us all on platforms at SHRP. How do you, it's not the dash. It's you want the, me to put my glasses well, back on? Well, it's the dash below. How, what's that? Yeah, that line. That line yeah. down below. Training. So S H R P low dash is that <laughs> underscore? I don't know what that is. That makes me sound really underscore stupid. Underscore sounds like a good word. I've yeah. heard that before. T R A I N I N G, and I will have it all on when I post this on Facebook. <laughs> it's there. But I'm just telling you, these guys—they are so meticulous. Uh, their programs would be great for any race car driver. They also be great for bums like me and you. But um, it's all specialized. For the age and what you're used to I was going to say, they're going to have to downgrade a little bit for you and me. Oh, yeah. But you are still drinking water. Yep. I'm I'm down 13, Tope. Are you? Yep. Started at 250. I'm at uh, 237. I would have guessed 15. When Don't I, I like skinny? You, you look, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Missy's going to be so proud of you. <laughs> so, but when we come back, getting back to we're why we're having the podcast. Yes. We're going to have Bob on here shortly. Son of a gun! What the heck you did now, bud? Wow, frick, I nailed my dang fingers trying to fix these cabinets. Well, you know what? It's time we freaking just get somebody to build us some cabinets. Well, it'd be better than you and me doing it. Yeah, you got that right. Too bad we ain't a little closer to PA. We can call Mount Tabor Cabinetry. Yeah, I heard Chris Fizzle's one of the best. That's what that's what I've heard according to things we read and see, but Yeah. So if you want to Maybe reach we out, can call him for tips. Absolutely. You know, I bet he might help us out. 
But his number is 717-752-7014. One more time, 717-752-7014. Or look up Mount Tabor Cabinetry on Facebook. Where are you going now, bud? We ain't done yet. I gotta freaking go get some band-aids. I'm bleeding like a sieve. Well, well stop the recording before you go, because I don't know how. Okay. All right, we're back at Hoagie's Garage. We got Bob Klosterbor with us today. How you doing tonight, Bob? I'm doing pretty good. I'm sitting here, just got done with supper. Oh, that's... that works. That always makes me sleepy. I just thought about taking a nap earlier before I came, but <laughs> uh, granddaughter was over harassing me, so then you don't get a nap very much. Oh, I understand. You bet. So, Bob, maybe just start out by talking about your family a little bit. Who's all in your family? Okay. Uh, I got married back in 2005 to a super lady by the name of Leola. And uh, she had three children, two boys, one girl. And now we have four grandchildren. And uh, we're just having a, a Christmas here this week, in fact, because... Uh, we had to come home from Mesa for a doctor's appointment, so my wife decided to have Christmas with the kids while we're here. Oh, so we caught you while you were home in the deep freeze again before you go back to the warm weather? Yes, it was not a happy surprise here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you came back for the worst of the worst. Yeah. Yeah, that's you crazy. You should have scheduled it for December, your doctor's appointment. It was a lot nicer uh, in December. Well, I, if it was up to me, I think I would have. But uh, <laughs> them doctors uh, never agree with what we want to do, do they? That's right. <laughs> oh, this was a in, 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 important uh, doctor's appointment, so uh, we had to come home for this. Sure, you bet, you bet. So, how how many months do you live down in Mesa? Well, we've only been down there a couple of months, uh, and now we're going to go back Sunday morning and stay there for uh, till 1st of April. Perfect. And come back home here and spend the summer here in the farm. You bet. That's that's about perfect. So, yeah. So let's get into a little bit of racing. Um, try and jog your memory here a little bit. But when did you actually start racing for the first time at any level? At any level? Yeah. What was the first thing you raced, Bob? <laughs> Well, I don't know if you call this racing or not, but I used to race my tricycle around my mom's dining room table. <laughs> Perfect. So I couldn't have been more than three or four years old, I'm sure. <laughs> How many times did you get in trouble for running into things? Oh, I got myself in a lot of trouble with my mother. Uh, I <laughs> chewed up her free furniture a little bit too much, and uh, <laughs> I got in trouble with that. But no, my, my first real racing probably was go-karts. Okay. I uh, raced them for several years and and i got into mini sprints and uh i raced for a gentleman he was blind out of sioux falls rusty gimble and raced his cart for oh i guess uh two three years and then i built my own and raced that until 87 or excuse me 88 and then uh 89 that's when i started racing the uh, sprints the 360 cubic inch sprints i had lauren fick from laverne build me a, a sprint car okay. and uh <clears throat> that was the end of my racing uh probably i think it was 95 that i finally quit 
yeah. had health issues, so I was really uh, not one uh, reason, I guess, other than the health was kind of making me stop. Sure. Well, when you're running them sprint cars, you you know you you kind of got to be in your pretty good shape and health wise and whatnot because you're you know you're kind of risking her every time you go out there. Well, that's very true. Uh, most of the guys are in very good shape. Uh, I wasn't near as heavy then as I am now. <laughs> <laughs> are you most saying of you us- wouldn't, wouldn't fit into a sprint car now, Bob? Uh, I don't think I'd fit in one uh, of today's world, no. <laughs> oh, you ain't that big, Bob. I seen you not that long ago. Yeah, well, thank you. But uh, I'm a little more than what I'd like to be. <laughs> So going clear back to the go-karts, where were they racing the go-karts then? Uh, my father and my neighbor had gravel pits, and uh, they they sold gravel to this company that made tar. So they uh, we, we had a track in the middle of this gravel pit, and we ended up tarring the, the track. And uh, that was, I think, in about 19... 19- Oh gosh, I think it was 1964 or something like that. Well, so you were on uh, asphalt right away then. Yeah, we we started on dirt for a couple of years, and then we went to that tar on the track, and then we decided—not decided, but we went to a lot of uh, tracks in the area. Sioux Falls had one out at the airport. Rock Rapids had one. Sioux Center, lots of small towns had them going down the streets. Oh, okay, run the street races or whatever. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, well, I, I seen that they did it one time at Rocky, you know, that I can remember during Heritage Days, and that's when Brian Baker and so was already racing them. But uh-huh. I, I never, well, I ain't, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm younger than you, Bob, but I'm a little younger than you. I don't remember them racing in Rocky ever other than that one time. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember how many times we raced there. It wasn't yep. that many. Uh, they had a racetrack uh, south of Rock Rapids. Uh, I was too young at that time to race at that one, but there was an oval track there, I believe, dirt track. Oh. And uh, never heard of that one either. See, we're learning all kinds <laughs> yeah, of stuff. Look at Bob educating us. I'm sorry. Now you're educating us. You're making us learn things. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it. It was some of the things that stuck in my mind, I will say. Yeah, uh, the one over in Sioux Falls, that was out by the airport. That was uh, a really wild one over there. Had a hairpin corner and straightaways. And, uh, yeah, that if, if you won over there, you were somebody. Did you ever win? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, so you're somebody. <laughs> See, that's why we got you on the show, Bob. You're somebody. Yeah, I, I beat my brother and Lowell Wessel. Maybe you know him. I remember um, Lowell. Yep, Arnie Tufflin. Uh, those guys were kind of the top dogs, and if you could beat those guys, uh, you were doing pretty good. I felt. You bet. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, three sixty racing. Where did you all do your three sixty racing? Well, most of it, of course, was Rock Rock Rapids, Houston, Madison. Uh, those three tracks were the main ones. But uh, I went as far as far away as Knoxville, uh, Columbus, Nebraska. Uh, let's see, I think uh, Jackson, I guess Jackson, Minnesota. Uh, can't think of any. Oh, um, Interstate ninety, yeah, out yep. there. 
My very first race in a 360 was at uh, Madison, which was a real uh, eye-opener for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'd never been in a 360 in my life. And uh, I went around telling all the guys that had been racing there before, now look out for number five. I'm I'm a rookie. I've never raced one before, so uh, be patient with me. And well, the A feature, uh, they lapped me twice before the race was over. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a Sunday afternoon, super dry, and <laughs> I just got lost in the dust. <laughs> hey, but you got the car back on the trailer in one piece. Oh yeah, yeah, we went and raced uh, then that night down at uh, Interstate 90. Oh, so you uh, raced twice in a day? Yeah, I raced twice that day. First day and you raced twice? Yeah. Did you get lapped I, twice at I-90? Uh, I-90 I did a little better. I, I finished on the on the regular lap as everybody else. Wow, geez, look at the improvement. Quick One learner. Race. Yeah, I, I was last, but I, I finished on the same lap. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, when did you get your first win, Bob? How long did it take? Uh, it was the probably the middle part of the year, uh, June, July, sometime in there. Um, it was at Husets, and uh, the uh, I don't know the A feature. I I had passed uh, I think Chuck McGilvey or somebody, and. Uh, I, I got the win, and of course, you're supposed to stop on the front straightaway. Well, I couldn't stop because uh, I couldn't get it out of gear. Oh. And so I got a little panicky, and I got it stopped finally. But uh, I think that was the first win I ever had was at Husets. That, that was probably still at the slider then, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It was not a slider. Oh, okay. It was in or, the, in or out. Yeah, uh, the in out box or whatever. Yep, yep. Okay. So... Um, so I, I remember I had the number five in my head, but for some reason I have almost like an orange and white car or something. Did you have one of them or what color Uh, were you a lot? I I did have, uh, orange and white on my car. Okay. The the first year, some of it was red and some of it was maybe what, what you think was orange was red. Uh, but, uh, the frame was red and the body Parts were white. Okay. And number five was red, uh, orange and red and white, something like that. Sure. <clears throat> you know, I'm trying to remember, and sometimes I can't remember what I did this morning. So for me to go back <laughs> that far is pretty good. Uh, uh, wait till you get my age. You forget <laughs> more than that. <laughs> I'll write lots of notes then because I still write notes now. So yeah. why, why number five? Uh, there was a guy by the name of Brett... Uh, uh, Rodine that raced NASCAR. Oh, yep. And uh, they interviewed him one time and they asked him, you know, uh, why do you do this and why do you do that? And he says, I just want to race. That's what I want to do. And that just impressed me. He was a very clean driver. And uh, I guess I decided to go with a number five. Oh, that's, that's a good That reason. was his number, of course. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who, uh, were some of your biggest competitors when you raced? Who, when you went to the track, who did you know that you're going to have to beat that night? Oh man, uh, 
Franny Bruns, Todd Wessels. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember their names. Uh, number eleven or number ten. Uh, he's passed on now, but uh, gosh, John, he drove the uh, car for the guy in Nebraska. He was always a tough competitor. Oh, there were, I'm forgetting a lot of good drivers out there that I should be done. Chuck McGilvery, he was always right there. <laughs> Damn, Chuck and, is uh, still racing. That's what just amazes me with him. Isn't that amazing? What, he's got, and, what, it'll be 71 this year? I don't know exactly. Well, didn't he have a big old 70 on the top of his wing last year, I think, at the track? And that was because he was 70. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I mean, you're not going to meet a nicer guy. Oh, no. Uh, I just, he is a super nice guy and and a good, really a good competitor. We had so much fun together. Yeah. Um, uh, cigarettes you know, and coffee. Ask, I'm sorry? Cigarettes and coffee for Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember one time he came over in the pits and he's always got this cup of coffee and a cigarette Yep. and he got to chatting with somebody else and he had his cup of coffee there and he wasn't really looking at it. And I happened to drop a clava dirt in it. <laughs> <laughs> Once he realized it, he ran after me. We always <laughs> had fun, things like that. Yeah. You mentioned a little bit ago about, uh, age, uh, I didn't start racing the sprint cars until I was 44. So uh, um, I wasted a lot of time before I got there. Yeah, most of them are retiring by then, Bob. Yeah, and I probably should have. But, <laughs> yeah, but you, <laughs> you know, did all right. I, yes, uh, I was very, very fortunate. To, uh, I had some really good people around me that got me there. Yeah. Did you always own your own car? Uh, no. The last uh, two years, I raced for uh, Von Heater out of Sioux City. He had a 410 for, that he used to race himself, and then he hired me. Okay. How'd that go? Uh, well, it didn't go too bad. It's just that uh, it got pretty costly, and uh, Dirk Von Heater's family, I don't think, uh, wanted to spend that much money. So uh, the third year we decided, or he decided uh, not to race anymore. And I couldn't afford it myself. Uh, the 410 class was extremely expensive for me. Oh, yeah. So that was it for me. <laughs> so yeah. I, I can't remember, Bob, because like I said, my memory ain't very good. But did you, did you have any track championships when you were running? Yes, I did. I, I won my very first year uh, when I, in 1989. I won the Houston Championship 360 class. Okay. So well, that's uh, pretty good to do it first year out. You were a quick learner. <laughs> well, I had raced uh, mini sprints, you know, before that, which yep. is quite a bit different, but still I had some experience there. But no, it was the first time, uh, first year I'd ever raced a sprinkler where you, you make it slide through the corner and so forth. Um, and like I said, I had some very good people. Uh, Lauren Fick, he built the car and really had it set up for me. Did a lot of, a lot of work for me, kept me in parts. Yep. And my pit crew, I had a very excellent pit crew. They always helped me out. Well, let's not give Petey too much credit. I don't know about that. 
<laughs> no, I give them all the credit, boy. They they did a wonderful job. So had a lot of fun with them. Yeah. Um, you talked about that midget, and you said earlier that you built it. So did you build the whole frame and everything on your midgets? On the mini sprints, no. On the mini sprints, yeah. No, I I uh, always helped. I never did it myself. Okay. The the mini sprints, uh, Ron Fick, which is a brother to Lauren Fick, uh, built those for me. And then when I went to the 360s, of course, then uh, Lorne, he's uh, well-respected in the racing community. Oh, yeah. he, he built that for me. And uh, the motors I had done by, um, oh, no, I can't think of his name over at Alpha, Minnesota, John uh, Wiesman. John oh, Wiesman. yeah. Yep. I remember that name. Sure. So, yeah, I I had some good stuff that first year. Well, actually, all, every year I had good stuff, but uh, it just didn't uh, work out as well as it did the first year. It was a real nail-biter coming down to the last race uh, in 1989. It was me and Franny Bruns, and the last lap, I think Franny spun out or something because we were only four or five points apart. Oh, really? So, yeah. That's awesome. But what What would you say are some of your biggest races? Not necessarily well, wins, but do you have some races that stick out in your mind for some reason? Well, the one I just told you about, the very last race of 1989, it came down to me and Franny Bruns, and uh, I think I got third that night and Franny spun out, so that was probably one of the biggest nights. And then uh, once in, uh, I think it was 1990, uh, down at Hussitz, it was my birthday, August 27th, and I I won, uh, beat this John, and I was trying to think of his the, who he drove for. Um, oh, gosh, I just cannot think of their names down in Lincoln, Nebraska. He was the driver of this particular car. He was leading the whole race until the very last corner of the last lap. I got, I finally got around him, and anybody, anytime you could beat this particular person, John was his first name. Uh, you knew you did something well. And, uh, um, oh gosh, there were so many uh, wins that I have to, I can't remember. And there was several here in Rock Rapids that I was very happy to win. Uh, one night there was <clears throat> a lot of rain and uh, the track was extremely rough and had lots of ruts in it and uh i passed the second guy that came in second i lapped him so that was very instrumental on my so uh, you career. lapped the whole field i lapped the whole field yeah wow. i was real happy about that and it was i don't know if <laughs> it certainly wasn't because of the way i set it up it was my pit crew that set it up that <laughs> made that work you know you the driver uh it isn't always the driver you can be one of the worst looking drivers because the car's not set up yeah. and you can be one of the best drivers when it's set up perfectly sure so i, I don't think i've ever heard anybody lap in the whole field i mean i've seen different races where they've you know been up to sixth or fifth sometimes but i don't i don't remember anybody ever lapping the whole field well i 
if I got my memory right, that's the way it happened. Well, it, that's, it, it's, like it's, I said, the, the, it's, the track was terribly rough, rooty, because it had been raining all week. And uh, it was hard to get the track into shape. Sure. They normally had it in really good shape, but that particular night, it just didn't work. Well, you sure couldn't run low then, because then the, I'm sure the corners were sitting full of water yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't run low. <laughs> Rocky's known for that. When it rains too much, the water sits there. Yeah, in my day it was, that's for sure. I yep. think they've got that taken care of. Yeah, now. they got her tiled out pretty good now, but. Yeah, it's a nice track. There, there was a lot of times you'd see somebody take a little swim in the pond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a little uh, water di diversion in the yeah. back side. Yep. And. Uh, even if it's been a dry year, there's water in there, and there's some people, some drivers that have found that water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, before I forget, Bob, I, wa I wanted to ask you or let you explain a little bit about that toy hauler you made a few years back. That's a really oh. cool rig you made to haul your vet around on. Yeah. Uh, when I was a younger man, I used to have an old 48 Chevy truck, and I tried to make a living with that, and I hated it at that time but anyway i i got rid of it and went on to different things kept on farming and then uh when i decided to retire here i thought man i'd, I'd kind of like to have one of those old 48 chevys back uh, main reason a 48 is because that was the year i was born so yeah i i bought a an old 48 chevy truck coe a cab over engine if that people understand that yep and uh, I bought it up in Minneapolis and brought it home. I had ideas of putting a big block Chevy motor with an Allison automatic in it. Well, when I realized when I got it home that that frame would never hold a big block with that big transmission. So I, a uh, neighbor of mine here, he uh, built a, a truck similar to this. And he bought a, a truck from Sean's ice cream and it, they they have these 8.1 liter engines with Allison automatics in and when they get 200,000 on them they sell them so that's what I did I bought one of those trucks so it was a I think a 2006 2008 uh, Kodiak and I used the frame and engine transmission wheels and I put this 48 Chevy cab on it well to my surprise the the cab on a 48 cab is quite a bit narrower than a 2008 Kodiak. So, <laughs> they, they changed over the years, huh? Yes, yes. Uh, the 48 is much narrower than a 2008 Kodiak. So this gentleman, uh, Don, uh, Don uh, Gerritsen from Rock Rapids, helped me build this truck. He says, well, let's, uh, I know you've got another uh, two, you know, 48 Chevy cab in the Grove, can we use that as a donor? And I said, of course. So what we did is we took 15 inches and we split, we cut the, the cab down the middle, down the half. And this other cab that I had in my dry, in my uh, grove, we took 15 inches out of that cab and put it in the cab that I'm driving now. So the cab is 15 inches wider. So uh, the tires wouldn't stick way out beyond beyond the fenders yeah so that's probably the most unusual cab that when people look at it they think well 
you must have chopped it or something. And I said, no, I, I just widened it. And I shouldn't say just because it took three and a half years to build that thing and I'll never do it again. <laughs> that was way too much work. And uh, if anybody knows Donnie uh, Gerritsen, he'll probably say the same thing because he, he got stuck with doing most of it. But it's still all original 48, you could say. The whole cab still a 48 <laughs> means you had a 48 to use for donor. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a forty eight licensed as a forty eight Chevy, and uh, I've I've been using it a lot to bring my uh, cars around that I uh, antique cars or whatever I have. Yeah, because you just you just got like a big flatbed like with a beaver tail on the back, right? Or how does that all work? Oh, it's uh, extended tracks that you can pull out. Plus, there's a hydraulic beaver tail on it, and uh, so I can uh, load most anything. Uh, I wanted to make sure that we could load the newer Corvettes as well as the older ones. And if anybody's listening, they know how hard it is to load the new Corvettes because they are so low to the ground. Sure. But uh, Donnie Gerritsen and myself, we got it figured out that uh, we can load them now uh, and not wreck anything. Yeah. Because I know I've seen it at a couple of car shows. It's a cool rig. It really looks neat when you got the car on the back of it and stuff. It's an impressive little outfit. Well, thank you. You've probably seen the 55 Nomad then that was on there. Yes, yes, I have one time. Okay. So that I took that one down to uh, Alabama here this past summer and went to the National Nomad Convention. Oh, you did? Okay. And and had a lot of fun down there. I was going to say, that's got to be pretty cool. There's going to be more than two nomads there, I bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think there was over 200 of them. Really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I got, I learned a lot down there. And, uh, yeah, we we won quite a bit and very happy with it. That's awesome. How many old cars do you have? Uh, the old cars, I just have uh, the 55 Nomad. And then uh, my wife and I have two 66 Corvettes that uh, are drivable. Uh, we drive to a lot of car shows. And then I'm still fixing on a 68 and a 69 Corvette. 66 is a good year, bud. That's when I was born. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's when I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Is um, Just getting back to the racing, is there... Anything else that you want to bring up? Any crazy things you did when you raced or anything like that? Oh, there's a lot of crazy things, but I'm not going to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I became friends with so many people there, and I really miss them. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Tom Savage, you might know yep, him. Yep. He, he was, he's just a super great guy. I, I worked for his wife as a modeling a model years ago, and uh, I really miss them. And uh, like I said, just uh, the pit crew, I'm, I'm fortunate I get to see them every once in a while. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the drivers still uh, enjoy talking with them about, oh, what'd you do about that and that night? You know, why did you do this or why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> At the time, we, we were awfully uh, upset with each other, but now we can laugh about it. Sure. That, that's one of the nice things about racing, the, the memories you go back and you hash them over again, and they're a lot more fun to talk about a few years down the road than they were the night it happened. Very true, yes. 
Yeah, no, made a lot of friends, and hopefully I didn't make too many enemies. But <laughs> uh, I, I don't think you did, Bob. I don't ever hear too much about that ever. I don't remember any anyhow. Well, thank you. You always knew the Glad guys you. that people didn't get along with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so, well, well, this surprised me with this interview that you gave me. I didn't think anybody would be interested. Yeah, well, you'd be shocked. <laughs> yep. You'd be amazed well, how many people listen shocked. to this. Uh, so we'll get into the rapid fire questions and if there's anything else you want to mention bob before we let you go then that would be great but uh oh, what's right. what's your favorite okay. ki- what's your favorite well, kind of ice cream uh bunny tracks bunny bunny, bunny uh, from blue bunny yep um you a cat or a dog person bob cat do you have any hobbies besides racing and refixing on cars <laughs> Uh, I ha- I collect pictures of Corvettes. Oh, awesome. Um, got a big old photo album of them then, or you got them all hanging on the wall in the shop? Oh, I have uh, every one from 1958 to 2023. Uh, every Chevrolet dealer gets one uh, for every year, and uh, I have them all. I don't have the ones from 53 to 58. I don't know what happened to them, if they were paper, that they just didn't last oh, or sure. what, but but yeah i enjoy that so if anybody has a 53 to 58 corvette picture they need to get it to you oh yeah i'd be real appreciative (laughs) how about a favorite movie uh american graffiti no that's a good old classic do you prefer snow or rain rain (laughs) that's why he's that's That's why why he goes south (laughs) Um, yeah when I, I well, I guess I forgot to mention uh, I used to race snowmobile for ten years. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot that, but I, I when I was younger, I loved uh, to see the first snowflake. So I, I guess I did at one time like snow better than rain. Just changed with age. Yes. So what what brand of sled did you run then, Bob? Uh, I ran several. The first one was Skidoo. Then I raced Articat. Then I raced the, my last year. I raced Yamaha. Okay. How'd you do in that? Do you just as good in that all the time or? Uh, I won a lot. Uh, I didn't make it to the nationals at first cause I didn't know how to get into that. But the last two years I made it to the world series with my Yamaha, uh, did not win, but I learned. Yeah. Circle track race. And then, yes. the yep. Okay. Yeah. It was all circle track. That's awesome. So okay, we're oh there we are. Okay, I got it. If we were gonna if you were gonna be stranded on an island, Bob, what album or what type of music would you have to have long to listen to? Oh, um, Hawaiian, Hawaiian music. There you go. Oh, you're that on might an be island. our first. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite place to go out to eat? Um, <laughs> I guess it would be. Uh, Oh, I can't think of the name of it, but uh, it's in Sioux Falls. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I can't think of it. Nope, that's, that's no problem. Right. I was going to write it down if it was going to be a good one. If you think <laughs> of it, you let me know yet, Bob. Okay. <laughs> um, Before we end up here, maybe I'll think of it. Um, do you have a particular app that you use a lot on your phone? No. I, I'm very, um, uh, I don't know how to use phone very well. Sounds you're lucky like, you're talking to me, actually. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like me. Uh, do you have a favorite holiday? 
Um, probably Fourth of July. Okay. Um, how many speeding tickets do you think you've had, Bob? Uh, two. Ooh, that is like very few for a racer. Yeah, my very first uh, ticket was when I turned 16. <laughs> oh, my God. That made Mom and Dad happy. Yeah, Dad was not too happy with me. I had his car. <laughs> oh, in his car even. Yeah. A few extra chores to do that week? Oh, well, yeah. I didn't get that car back for quite a while. <laughs> um. So since you own some Corvettes, I'm I'm a little curious about this one. What's the fastest you've ever actually driven on the highway? On a Corvette? Or any, any, What's any the car? fastest you've gone? Oh, I think it was 190. Ooh. And what was that in? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, it was a 2015 Z06. Okay. Uh, I did get to... Uh, race a nascar i went to school or richard petty school down in daytona and i wanted to so bad do a, a lot faster down there but they'd only let you go 160 there <laughs> so but you just had to go on the I, highway instead i learned in a hurry though that those guys earn their money uh i was i got to do eight laps at 160 and man i was tired at the end of that oh <laughs> i'll give you a little respect for the nascar drivers then huh Yes, they they earn their money, believe me. Well, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I'd like to try it, but I don't know if I'd go 160 or not. Oh, you, you got to try it. Yeah, I'm, it's it's a it's a real rush. I can believe that. Um, what's your favorite drink or go-to beverage, Bob? My favorite drink is brandy old-fashioned. Okay. If uh, if money was no object. Is there a car or a pickup or a semi or anything that you wished you owned? Yes. That'd be a 1934 Duesenberg. Duesenberg. Wow. That's, yeah. You've definitely thought about that then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've, they don't, they quit making Duesenbergs, but uh, I would love to have one of those. I, a big I'll old never car. see one of those. They were cool. Yes. Yep. Cool. What year again? Thirty-four. Wow. Well, I would I would take a thirty-two or thirty-three. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, well, if money was no object, you'd probably own all of them then. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Because those old Duesenbergs, didn't they have like the exhaust come out over top the fender or something? If I'm thinking right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Geez, okay. oh, that's there. impressive. They were way ahead of their time. I don't even know what a Duesenberg is. <laughs> You're too young, bud. Yeah. You got to remember, I grew up with Gramps. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Grandpa had everything yeah. just about. Well, I don't think he ever had a Duesenberg, but <laughs> we had Rolls and Stutz Bearcats and things like that. So, Sure. Well, well Bob, this would is, be this... right in there, too. What's that? A Ferrari would be right in there, too. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, Bob, we thank you so much for coming on. Uh, hopefully, we kind of covered a bunch of your racing days. And, you know, it's been a blast for Tobe and I. We always learn stuff on these podcasts. Well, thank you very much for calling me and just uh, chatting with me. I appreciate it very much. All right. Well, I'm sure I'll bump into you sometime next summer somewhere, I would assume. And otherwise, at, you at have, a safe trip. have a safe trip you back got... down south. Thank you much. All right. See have you, Bob. Have a good day. Bye. Right, bye. Hello, everyone. Happy holidays. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Jaden Snyder, and I'm currently a physical therapy student at the University of Iowa. 
as well as a personal trainer and former collegiate athlete. And I'm Colin Snyder. I'm currently a strength coach at the University of Texas at Arlington and a former collegiate athlete as well. We have teamed up to create Snyder Health Recovery and Performance Training, also known as SHARP Training. This is an online personal training service with different programs that are catered to your needs and goals. SHARP Training includes both pre-made and custom programs that are delivered on a monthly subscription basis. These are delivered through the Team Builder app, along with exercise demo videos and further instructions that you may need. Purchase of a program also includes free access to a PDF guide called the Sharp Edge. This includes diet, supplement, sleep, and other lifestyle habits that you can implement to improve your health and performance. Hey, Tobe, like you said, I think he's just one heck of a guy the way it sounds yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, nice. I didn't realize he was, I, I, should, I can't even call it old anymore because that's young for me, but 44 when he started racing. When he started 360 sprints. Yeah. That's... Yeah. He'd race go-karts, micros, and snowmobiles he threw in at the end there. Yep. But, you know, that's not, that's not normal either, really, in the racing world. It's not too far from my age. No. I'm 52 right now. I can't imagine starting to race right now. So, oh. But so I thought that, that, that was one of the neatest things for me to and learn. And then he had a points champion. Like his first year. Was it his very I first year? I thought it was year? his first year, he said. Yeah. But I could be wrong because I can't remember anything anymore. If it know. wasn't his first, it was his second. But yep. I think it was his first year yep. at full-time at Husets, anyhow. Yeah. So that's impressive as can be. But, so, but yeah, so so glad to have him on. You know, he's shocked that we wanted to talk to him. But it's, it's just fun. It's well, fun talking a, to these guys. And we're just having a blast with it, Tony. Yep, I'm enjoying every night. You bet. All right. Thanks again, Bob.